Curve is a global collective of badass intersectional feminists. Our persisterhood connects women globally online and on land through activism, volunteerism, fundraising, awareness campaigns, and Prosecco think tanks. We want to welcome you to our weekly audio recording of the blogs published on Verb She Said this week. Our bloggers write from all over the world about feminist issues they give a shit about. Just like listening to a podcast, we hope that by creating a Verb blog audio library, we will make it easier for you to stay in touch and be in the know about all things Verb. Today on the blogcast, we want to look back and remember some of our favorite VER events and moments from 2018. I'm Anna Quick Palmer, VERVs, for lack of a more apt moniker, mother, and my conversation today is with Erin, VERVs Chief Managing Feminist. Alrighty, so we obviously start the year in January. That would have 2018, yes. Um, and our first Prosecco think tank of 2018 was with uh, Dagmara Kodlubanski. Sorry, Dags, if I butchered your last name. Um, she is the producer of We Still Rise, which is a documentary that is still in the works um, that basically, you know, documents um, all of the women's march um, and women's march marches all over the world. Um, our community raised 270 pounds that went straight to funding the documentary, which is awesome. Uh, we had 27 badass feminists come together at an animation studios where they were doing some of the production of the documentary. We saw a couple minute clip, which was amazing. Of course, I cried. That was a fun night. That was good. Yeah. And then we all sat around and talked about our why we march stories or why we didn't. But I think everyone but maybe two people and one of those people was just they were they couldn't for whatever reason. But um, everyone marched. Yeah. No. Well, how many people did actually march that day? It was millions. Yeah. Right. So it'd maybe be hard to find someone in London who didn't buy mail. It's probably not true. Yeah. But, well, in uh, our network, in, <laughs> in our bubble, yeah. Um, and with you know, with all of our PTTs, we partner with and projects. We you know, a part of the each ticket that is purchased for the think tank, uh, we give five pounds that are matched and donated to the charity or the cause. So, um, it was great. Do you have any highlights of that, of that evening? Yeah. Um, I just watching the clips, you know, she there was a sort of the promotional video, I guess, yeah. I don't know the lingo, but just three or four of, you know, how she basically went around and in each place spoke to the woman in that town or that city or whatever, who sort of led, led, you know, made the march happen in their town. And it was such a diverse group of women who did it for different reasons and did it different ways and um Aaron cried and I I, I think oh, I wasn't the only so one awesome. yeah. no yeah okay that's how it either splits it's a personality thing yeah. you either want to stand up and shout hurrah or well both probably but which one you do first anyway it was very moving um and I can't wait till it hits the big screen yeah same um along that same theme uh the same month in january on the 21st was the women's march uh times up rally it was cold as fuck 
I think there is 7,000 of us all around on Downing Street uh, listening to some badass women um, give speeches about, you know, women empowerment, why we're angry and why we're not going away. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, that was uh your mom came. No, my mom came. We'd like rounded up every, and we're like, no, protesting, you know, yeah. or in the Western world, what you know, is so much fun or whatever, and rounded up, and it was just fucking miserable. Freezing. But, you know, you got to make, I think I did use my aging elderly mother as an excuse to quickly. You to weren't supposed to tell it. people that. Oh, <laughs> she was feminist moment. She was cold. She yeah, was and she's cold. eighty-two, and she's yeah. had two knee replacements. So actually, the bigger feminist thing to do was to look after my mother. Agreed. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> that brings us to February, um, which is always one of our favorite months. It was our second annual My Bloody Galentine brunch. Um, we usually, and we did for this year, we partner with Bloody Good Period, one of our favorite charities, and I think we had 40 women, maybe, at... And thankfully, 45 vagina cupcakes. <laughs> vulva. Vul- vulva. Vulva Cup- oh, yeah, cupcakes. I've vagina, been corrected. I know, it is vulva, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that was for, um, Kath. Kath, our friend Kath out of Australia, who is our Viva La Volva um, Shiro. And so she always so many reminds... amazing V words. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I know there are. Yeah. Um, so that was that. We raised 440 pounds uh, for Bloody Good Period and six bin bags of we period products. Fit it all in one car. No, it we was couldn't. Awesome. Yeah, so it was awesome. Yeah, uh, and a shout out to Own for the Volva cupcakes. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. They tasted as good as they looked. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> um, let's see. We're now in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the eighth was International Women's Day. This is a really fun event. Yeah. Uh, we put together kind of last minute a fundraising event um, where we all played Prosecco Pong at a pub up in, um, I don't know, Whitehall, White something. I don't know. Somewhere northeast. <laughs> it was fantastic. And I'm forgetting the name. It's a woman-owned pub. Yeah. Pub. And always do our events if we can. Yes. Women-owned, women-managed. Yeah, which was fantastic. They let us play Prosecco Pong. Um, and all of those, each ticket, no funds, went back into Verve. They were all for um, Amina, who was um, a woman brought um, to our attention by Deborah Francis White, the guilty feminist. Um, to help her and her family who fled from Iraq and ISIS in fear for their lives. Amina became paralyzed after moving to Austria and was placed in a hospital over six hours away from her family. Uh, So the money raised for Amina allowed her husband, Yusuf, and two young sons, age 8 and 10, to visit her once a week and provided other necessities to support her family's welfare. That was really great. I think she surpassed her goal. I think it was like 20,000 pounds or something. Wow. Yeah. And as much as we, I mean, I, we want to, we love to give to organizations that are doing good work. It's also really wonderful, you know, when you can give in a certain instance to one person and really see, you know, and be really effective with your money and really like make a change right then and there. That's another, you know, um, 
great way to give that we try and do too. Yeah, the power of crowdfunding. Are. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think the Amina and her family's integration into the um, West uh, and how they handle it emotionally and physically will be very different because yeah. people reached out and gave and showed that they cared about someone they didn't even fucking know. Yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. Um, later in the month, uh, mid, mid March, uh, we went to the women of the world festival. Wow. Wow. (laughs) On London South bank. I think that was our third year going. It's always really great to go to an event, uh, like that in your, in your hometown. And it's great that every year, I mean, we weren't there in the beginning. We've been there three years now, but every year it gets more and more attention and it gets, you know, more interesting women and men and you know and it's so diverse oh yeah and it's just this great kind of little funky atmosphere Mm -hmm. and uh it's wonderful yeah Uh, we're looking forward to next year a lot yeah last year i saw who did i see with kidding we saw patrice uh black lives matter one of the the founders she was intensely amazing yeah yeah um all right now we're to april one of my favorite months uh we started out april with a really special persico think tank with molly melching founder of toast on uh we raised 370 pounds for toast on um and anna can you tell us why it's such a wonderful charity and so close to verve's heart Toastin. Uh, empowers African communities to bring about sustainable development and positive social transformation based on the premise that every individual uh, has a right to respect and and human rights, the most fundamental human rights, um, uh, physical autonomy, um, uh, financial autonomy. Uh, We believe... uh, Austin believes that uh, their mission, they can ensure that every man, woman, boy, and girl um, has the the dignity that they believe is their right. They deal with, um, they have modules and programs that do deal with, touch on, bring education, um, education, education, health education, environmental education, um, governance, uh, economic growth, and they've been enormously successful in all of these different parts of their module melinda gates named them as one of the six charities making the biggest difference for women and girls in the world and one of the areas that they have been so effective and other people are trying to model and they're trying to grow it is in um eradicating um female genital cutting wow Uh, it's uh, in senegal it has been not only is it illegal, it's been denounced by all the imams, it's not been practices, you know, the villages, they've all taken vows to not cut, it's moving into Ghana. Um, it's really quite extraordinary. And I highly recommend uh, getting the book, However Long the Night. Uh, it's a story, it's the story about Molly. It's not written by Molly, but she had a lot of input. Uh, and what she... When she landed in Senegal as a 18-year-old, uh, what she overcame, the physical, cultural, religious, ethnic, linguistic challenges uh, to what her passion was, she saw a need and ended up creating one of the most respected and 
effective grassroots organizations addressing the issues that mattered most to women and girls in Western Africa. Yeah. And Molly, I know her personally when I first started Verve or this, this, this idea came to me and I met someone who knows her, who was introduced and we've become um, friends over the years. Yeah. And I can vouch for Molly and her grit and integrity and her passion and her compassion and her empathy. Um, it, it's really extraordinary. I mean, that yeah. is a woman who is walking her talk. I and think that everybody who was in that room that night would agree with you 100%. Oh. I know I can. I mean, it yeah. was, I don't, th everybody was curious, obviously, because our think tanks bring, you know, a whole nother side to like what we're passionate about, but sitting in front of a woman who's been so impactful for so many lives. It, it, I mean, I, I literally have goosebumps just yeah. talking about it. I mean, and, and really grassroots, like yeah. sitting there and like, how can I, and she was, you know, and you know, we have the white savior complex, but I think she's gone beyond the white savior yeah. thing because she had stayed yeah. and she, and, you know, the long standing change. Her, yes. And yeah. the people that help her are all within the local community. She brought things that they weren't, didn't have access to and information, but she, this, the, the modules, the programs in each village of each ethnic, ethnic group are run by members of that community. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she was doing grassroots before grassroots was a thing Yeah. and she grew it literally one village at a time. She, you know, developed this program and, uh, it's, I mean, there, there are hundreds of thousands of girls and women who haven't been cut, who've you know, learned how to start a business and save money, who know how to properly sanitize things. Oh. Um, you know, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Isn't it? Oh, massive respect and love to Molly Melching yeah. and taking the time to talking to some of our Verve community members, um, in April. Yes. Thank you. Um, and then mid April, uh, we went to New York city uh, with a small group of Verve family loyalists and community loyalists and family. And family. <laughs> yeah, we had a fantastic group of women to the Women in the World Conference, which I know that's one of your favorite events every I year. Just, I mean, I love the South Bank Women of the World as well, but the the women in New York, it's very different, but it is such a tight, polished uh, and, and they really, you sit, you know, you go and they talk, talk every topic is covered and some are, but leading I, experts of leading every topic and yeah. everything when, you know, there was a panel where Hillary Clinton was talking, it was a panel of what, four or five of female international journalists, um, and talking about, and as we all know, the state of current journalism and free speech is in jeopardy everywhere. Uh, and discussing freedom of the press, free speech, this new distrust of the media, and then the um, international imprisonments of um, uh, journalists, and even latest, the we've just you know the it was very prescient and timely going forward yeah. with the murder of Khashoggi. Uh, I mean, these are this is the the press are they're facing these kind of crackdowns all over the world, and um, that was very interesting, and those women were. 
just fierce fierce yeah so (laughs) fierce fierce. and then of course there's the woman captain of the ship it's it's run by mensid sonfontier right yes that's at risk of being taken out of uh off the sea yeah as we speak Oh, is it? The yeah. Funding yeah. The Italian government yes. is really going hard, um, which is really tragic and hard to think about. Yeah. Um, this my, woman takes this boat out. When oh, yeah. And female captain. Yeah. This and rescues, saves lives, pulls people, children um, out of the ocean. And sometimes they don't save their lives. And she, but and her perspective and what she you know she is i was gonna say on the ground (laughs) she is on the boat and she's the first point of contact with these people and her team and the compassion that she showed and the stories and the point of view that we never get to see you know um it was i mean not only was she like wow inspiring but it also gave you another look and eye into what and at that point last year it was still yeah you know it was the flood was mm-hmm. still coming so anyway that that was fantastic my highlight was meeting um one of my girl crushes naomi wadler she for anyone She's who doesn't photo to prove it i do i do i'll link to the blog that proves it no she was i mean oh, right, how old right. is she nine Nine, maybe yeah. ten. So not only did we see her like in the foyer of the Lincoln Center and I fangirled and ran up and took picture with Kedine and Claire and she was amazing. But then she was interviewed on stage like prior to this huge, I think, closing ceremony of the Women of the, in the World Conference all about just this new generation of activists. And it was very much around, obviously, gun violence, because that's yes. how Naomi Wadler came about. She did a speech um, pertaining to specifically black women and black girls who get lost in the statistics and the numbers in gun violence. And, it, you know, that is something probably on the top of my list that pisses me off in the world, still to this day, being an American coming from my two only home cities, um, having mass shootings. And she was so articulate. Oh, so clever, like on her toes. You could tell a couple times it wasn't even in her script of like how she handled just on her feet. Her vocabulary was, I will never be that good. No, I think if I was her mother, I mean, I guess you'd be proud, but I bet that kid came out. Yeah talking like that, caring about stuff like that. And as as great as that would be as a parent, I also think, oh, that must be exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, drive me to this. I want to protest this. Sign me up for this. What do you think about? Kudos to her mom. You can't be like, you know, go to your room. Because this is serious stuff. And not Betty likes Johnny. She's she's a game changer. She was, I, I think, hopefully... We are going to hear a lot more from her yeah. as uh, she I agree. grows up. Um, so that closed out April of uh, an intense but wonderfully enriching month uh, at Verve. Then into May, May um, into June was uh, World Refugee Month. Um, and there's obviously a lot going on in the world, but um, there are a lot of events specifically in London. Um, pertaining to World Refugee Month. And in the beginning of the month, we helped uh, Welcome Kitchen and Cinema launch their Welcome Sessions initiative. 
Uh, Welcome Kitchen and Cinema is a really great um, cause where it's um, a badass crew of men and women bringing together refugees and asylum seekers here in London and the general population um, they connect through film and food. Uh, so they branched out in um, monthly uh, cinema nights called Welcome Sessions, and it's all about kind of a more funkier, edgier, younger crowd um, that they're catering to for these films. Um, so we were there for and helped them celebrate we're their lunch. And funky and young. Yeah. Well, if we continue to well, surround ourselves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Is we have. Yeah. Um, and then later that month, we had our Prosecco Think Tank for that month. And we again partnered with Welcome Kitchen and Cinema. We had their extraordinary lead chef, Rose, cater the event. I'm still thinking about those chicken spring rolls. And um, Anna, you curated a, an incredible conversation around. Uh, women and girls, um, specifically in the refugee crisis. Mm -hmm. And I just remember at the end of that night, we had a few regulars who I would call pretty, pretty substantial feminists who learned a lot, you know, more than they expected. And I think we're, we're still in need of edu educating people here in London about this is our backyard. This is our problem. Um, we need to do something about it. Both here in London with things like Welcome Kitchen and Cinema, integrating refugees and asylum seekers, and then well, outside of London. Yeah, exactly. A safe place, Both sides. To, and then, yeah. you know, before, yeah. and hopefully less war so that they don't have to. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think, you know, when we, there's so much to learn about feminism and equality and intersectionality that, I mean, I, you know, I read a lot and I whatever, but there's, you know, you, any subject you pick, any category and you delve into it and you see where gender, you know, uh, where the sexism, you yeah. know, comes into it and patriarchy. And I mean, there's not a single facet and that's kind of, you know, that's why one reason why we do these things and we educate ourselves too, so that when we have these think tanks, we can, you know, uh, tell people about, you know, what, what, what's going on out there and yeah. how it affects their life and their loved ones and geopolitics. And, yeah. um, well, you're great at that. Always yeah. bringing, bringing, um, reality to our think tanks. <laughs> it's not all just fun and yeah, fun and fizz people. Exactly. <laughs> Debbie Downer over here. No. Um, all right, so then summertime for us, June and July, June, we kind of took a break. Uh, July, we got, you know, all of our stored up energy from June, uh, we spent on Friday the 13th, couldn't have been a better date, to welcome Trump uh, with a giant protest in March. I think I just looked at statistics or some facts and I th there were two marches that day, both against, and it was 250,000 people strong. It was another amazing day. And what I... You know, again, that sense of like teamwork, and I mean, we're so togetherness. Lucky that we're togetherness, yeah. and we're and I mean, not just in our group. I mean, two hundred and fifty thousand people, and mm -hmm. like even the cops. There are tons of cops. Yeah, I feel like there are more than even the women's march. But Smirking, yes, yeah. giggling, and everyone's. We had thumbs up from one, yeah. and <laughs> it was just like. And it was, I mean, we were protesting and whatever, but again, you know, I mean, I, I say it again, then it's a luxury to be able to protest and not fear for your life and not, but it, it was another just very powerful, uh, 
and because it was Trump, there was a lot of humor too, you know. Yeah, and I think it yeah, up. and um, I know the women's march like to say solidarity, and I think that that's true. Yeah. Like it, as much as yes, it was a Trump protest. There, you know, it's, it's just as equally about showing solidarity, not only for the people who you're marching next, who you don't know or who you know, but and then for the communities who are completely getting beaten up. Yeah. by his administration and how it affects the whole world. The whole world. Um, we also, just to give a little plug plug, uh, we launched our blogcast podcast in July. Um, happy that you're here listening yeah. to us. Still. Still. <laughs> um, all right. And then August, uh, we made our first of hopefully many, but I guess it was hopefully your second trip. It was my second so trip, but it was the first, trip. yeah, Verve, Verve um, led uh, trip to Calais um, with uh, help refugees and refugee community kitchen. Uh, we had seven women total. We raised eight hundred pounds through our GoFundMe page, which is awesome. Um, and that was, yeah, I always. I, we've talked about this before. I love going. I hate that we have to because of the state of the world. But it, I, if anybody is on the fence about going, like now more than ever, especially in the cool temperatures, cold temperatures, freezing temperatures, they need people one day, one afternoon, one week, one yeah. month. However, you know. You know summer young travelers who yeah. are passing through and yeah. staying a week or a month or they're, they're at home for Christmas. And, yeah. Uh, so that was great. Um, we're actually having our next trip at the end of January. We're completely booked, which I'm excited about. Well, we'll always encourage people to come, but oh, just yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. like a group that we can manage, I think we're at 10 women. And it's 11 great. women. We, well, we either take the Eurostar, we drove, yeah. we drove over yeah. that time. Oh, and we brought bags of donations. Yeah. And yeah. The, Gina did a drive. This little tiny cheap but fabulous little hotel that yeah. has the best pan of chocolat, pan, pan chocolat. <laughs> uh, and we hang out and have dinner together and yeah. we're doing something that matters yeah um, we're walking our talk we're walking our talk and it's it, it's uh it's it, it was wonderful yeah. it was it was wonderful um and then we closed out august with I have to say another. Maybe they're all my favorite, but this one really, this one really stood we out. Do it if yeah. they weren't favorites. <laughs> this was a really special Prosecco think tank because we partnered with Claire Ryder, who's one of our Verb operatives who hosts Prosecco think tanks back in the states in Philadelphia. Um, she brought to our attention this amazing woman, Nikki Porsche, who um, founded and runs Buy from a Black Woman. Um, they are all about um, shedding light to women who are aspiring entrepreneurs and who are entrepreneurs. Um, and so this was... Um, and, and talking about and going a bit to the, 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 the um, historical angle of this where, you know, black women sometimes starting their own businesses is the only employment they can find decide, yeah. you know, because of discrimination, because of this. So it's a real avenue for black women to you know change their circumstances we um through both of those um prosecco think tanks in london and in philadelphia we raised 1200 us dollars which is awesome and the reason why we did this not only because we think buy from a black woman is 
awesome and everyone should support Nikki and her cause. But once a year, Nikki does um, a micro loan to an aspiring entrepreneur and they have several entrepreneur black women um, submit an application to this. And we were able to fund two um, women's uh, micro loan to start a business. And one of the really great things aside from Nikki just being great is that she provides um, like mentorship and guidance uh, for women who are aspiring entrepreneurs. And Which I think is that's what great. You, I mean, you need, yeah. you can yeah. be given a bunch of money, you know, or, but, and, you know, a certain amount of money. But I guess also what I was going to say is, um, and that not only does buying from black women supporting black owned businesses, um, is that helps black women, you yeah. know, out of poverty and situations more. And also, Black women are super fucking successful. Yeah. Like, they, the entrepreneur women borrow, like, one, they get access. Nobody invests in them, right? Which is one reason why Nikki does this, is mm -hmm. to raise, because banks, you know, don't, and also, they can't take on the same loans as, you know, businesses owned by white guys, if the bank wouldn't give it to them. And they, once they get their businesses up and running, they outperform um, you know, startups, entrepreneurs who got way more money, who, so it's, you know, it's a win-win for the economy, for these women, for all of us. It, it's yeah. a really extraordinary, and this is again, Nikki Porche. She saw a need. She was like, Hey, started just herself doing it. And, uh, and she, we did a Skype call. She called in during, cause she's was, I'm not sure. During our think tank. Yeah. And she's in Atlanta. I was this woman's energy and yeah. power. Like we were in a room thousands of miles away and we were, you could just feel her yeah. and so warm and so compassionate and funny and enthusiastic and just incredible. Doing great things. Yeah. yeah. We love you, Nikki. We love you. Uh, we'll definitely be partnering with her, uh, yeah. in some way, shape or form next year. So stay tuned. Um, all right, this brings us to September, which we kind of took a little breather. Um, October uh, was a great month. At the end of October, um, again, our friends at Welcome Kitchen and Cinema were celebrating their second birthday, um, and we helped them throw a really fun um, event. Uh, it was a sold-out screening of Ocean's Eleven. Um, we had amazing food by... Um, women from the Ivory Coast, from Syria, from Ethiopia. The whole premise around Welcome Kitchen is they do monthly events where it's usually at Amnesty International. You go, you share food, um, and then you watch a movie. And then uh, this time we had Luminary Bakery. Um, they are a fantastic business that um, not only provides and makes a uh, delicious cakes and sweets and whatever, but they also provide um, a training program for women who've been victims of domestic abuse. And so they give them, you know, second, third, whatever chances to re, um, to invest in themselves. And then they go through a program and then they graduate. And a lot of times they get jobs from this, which is really incredible. So it was, it was really, um, Anything that offers also paths to employment to women yeah. who've been disenfranchised or women who, you know, are starting, um, are behind the eight ball for yeah. all various different circumstances is, uh, 
it's a good thing. Yeah, great thing. So that was a really fun event. I think there was 150 of us in a room. That was awesome. Um, all right, November, last month. Um, we announced our name change. We threw Prosecco out in the bin uh, and changed our think tanks to Verve Think Tank um, for reasons that we will discuss next time we see you. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. could tell you, but then we'd have to kill you. Yeah, there's a reason why we're drinking kava now <laughs> at our events. Um, Anyways, so that was fine. If you want to read more about that, we'll link to our press release. Um, and then our final Verve Think Tank of 2018 was awesome. Uh, it was a great way to close out uh, this year. It was with Jordan McGinn uh, of Partners in Health, Sierra Leone. She came all the way over from Sierra Leone, graced us with her heavenly presence. That woman has more relevant information in her head and she's like what's she 27 or something yeah 28 and i there is not a question that she can't answer and she is on the ground in sierra leone working with the partners in health um making sure women deliver babies safely that they you know have a place to go for botched abortions for forced pregnancies for you know, all kinds of things, birth control. Uh, she, it was um, mind boggling how, what she presented, how much she knew, uh, the information she was giving and how she delivered it. Yeah. She really, um, their, their model of the work that they do. I mean, partners in health are all over the world, but specifically in Sierra Leone, and she's the director of partnerships and policy there. Um, reminds me a lot of Tostan, where you know they're working with the community, not coming in white savior in and out like this is what we're going to do. You know, there are a lot of charities that do good work in the beginning, but then they're gone maybe ten years later, and they've accomplished incredible things. Well, and Jordan's already been uh, on. Uh, the continent i'm not sure but for 10 years yeah i mean she went straight from uh school yeah. to doing it this she's she is she's invested thing. Yeah, yeah she is yeah um and uh we actually had a a really great podcast with her i think two episodes ago if you want to check it out episode 26 uh, we had a more in-depth for anyone who couldn't make our think tank uh we you know gave our highlights of the think tank um, another thing, too, is we had one of the most diverse... Um, the audience. Yeah, the, the audience. The participants. The participants were just from everywhere, all walks of life, all over the globe, sharing personal stories. Well, and I'm like, really pleased because we had a big, quite a big turnout mm -hmm. in a big space, and so it was more pan a little bit more panel, and yet people... It, we managed to keep that discussion feeling, you know, I yeah. think everybody felt very raising their hands and asking a particular question about, or giving, you know, some feedback or, uh, it, I was, it was wonderful to see. So that, that many people, women, that diversity hope and hopefully what through that diversity, what we provided was the feeling of inclusion yeah. that made all these various women from all different walks of life feel comfortable 
you know, asking these questions and learning and uh, sharing with each other. It's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. It was a great way to close out the year. Um, we actually, we just have, I think by the time this goes out on Wednesday, we'll have our Just Giving page. But as of now, we're at over a thousand pounds um, raised through ticket sales donations and day of donations for partners in health Sierra Leone. So we'll announce that, um, on Wednesday. Uh, and I think that's it for the year. Yeah. I, I loved going through this. No, right. We're like, <laughs> it's worth it. That we are doing yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will get up to come to work yeah. tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, before we close out, I, I wanted us to give a shout out to some, really amazing women in our life. Uh, the first shout out is to three awesome Verve operatives, uh, Claire Ryder from Philadelphia, Am- <laughs> Amber Kibbe uh, mm-hmm. from Toulouse, France, who will be moving to London in the next couple of weeks. We're really excited That's about that. Exciting. Yeah. And then last but not least, Kelly Allen, who has, um, been an incredible support uh, this year. She's been trialing the think tanks in her workplace um, and has really given us some amazing perspective and given us the confidence to move forward with that. So stay tuned for more information. And she's teaching us how we can uh, teach you and your bit, you know, take, yeah. have, we can give teach you, provide you the resources to maybe go in and hosting think tanks within your workplace and, and promoting uh, inclusion uh, yeah. and, and reaping the benefits of that. Yeah, so huge hugs Ugh. and feminist love to those mm-hmm. three ladies. Uh, and then uh, a shout out to Chanju Mwanza and Pej Ayanwali. Uh, for your hard work and dedication to Verve and leading our Next Generation Collective. And Chanju, you've been such an incredible um, um, just contributor to our blog and to our uh, podcast, our blog has podcasts. So lots of love. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, another Verve team member, Helena Burton-Jones. Thank you for helping us launch our Verve blogcast and keeping it going. Yes. Uh, and then to all of our amazing uh, loyal Verve supporters, there's thousands of you. Yes. Um, but specifically here in London, we've had some just like diehard kick-ass babes. And that is Joe and Gina and Clara and Kadeen are just a few um, thank you. You just, you, you Show keep us going. Everything yeah. And you come with ideas and support and, uh, yeah, really you're the people who, um, you know, who inspire us and keep us going every day by your feedback and what, and telling us what matters to you. Yeah. Um, and then again, I've already said last but not least, but I'm going to keep going. Lastly, to all the amazing charities and organizations um, that we've partnered with over the last year. I mean, we've mentioned all of them just throughout our events. Um, There are a handful more that we worked, you know, previous to this past year, and hopefully that'll grow in 2019. And if you guys did any awesome things in 2018, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Wherever you are in your little corner of the world, making a difference, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, And then we're just going to close out with just a little blurb. Uh, 2019 is right around the corner. Um, 
but we have a couple things again that we're excited about. Um, as I previously mentioned, we're taking our community think tanks into the workplace. This is in works, like we're in it. Waist in deep. It. Yeah. <laughs> so stay we're tuned for waiting. Yeah. diving into the workplace yeah well it's part of the reason why we took some breaks in the fall is just to really wrap our head around it because I think it's something that's it's really going to help grow and make a lasting impactful like you know we see what it's doing within the community and we've now had a glimpse into you know how it works in the work yeah in the workplace we're really excited about this so stay tuned and then our third annual my Bloody Galentine Brunch with Bloody Good Period, our favorite bloody babes, is going to be Saturday, February 16th. Put it in your diary. It will sell out. It has every year. It's probably one of our most popular events. It gets bigger every year. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, last year I think we almost had 50, 50 women. Uh, tickets on sale. Tickets go on sale uh, January, the week of January 7th. So don't say we didn't warn you. And I think that's it. That's it. That's all. We will be taking a break for the next two weeks just to recharge. You know, feminist, feminist Happy got holidays. Feminist yeah, got to rest. Feminist got to rest. <laughs> and we know it's a privilege. <laughs> we don't yes. take it for granted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Happy holidays. Well, thank you, Erin, for all the hard work you've done. Thanks. Thank you for uh, its birth. Uh, would be nothing without you. Well, I thank you. you. Don't make me cry on air. Uh, <laughs> no, yes, <laughs> crying. <laughs> and thank you, you, Anna. You put a lot of trust in me, and I appreciate that you wholeheartedly. Never any reason not to. Not yet. Not Just yet. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> There's another Time year around the tell. corner. I know. It's almost 2019. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Whatever it is you celebrate. Happy, happy. Happy, happy. Bye, ya. And that concludes this week's blogs on Verve She Said. Join us next week for more badass blogs from your favorite Verve feminists. Remember, activism can be as simple as subscribing to Verve's weekly wrap-up and following us on at Verve underscore up on Instagram and Twitter. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Huge thanks to all our listeners, followers, subscribers, and supporters. You are our sheroes. Sheroes.